Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. And now, direct from Las Vegas. Welcome to Football Forecast Weekly. Each week, your host, Trip Mitchell, will introduce you to the top handicapper in Vegas, Dennis Tobler, and one of the top sportscasters in the U.S., Fred Wallen. Today's edition of Football Forecast Weekly is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. For the best in sports betting, go to MyBookie.ag, and you can win just like Dennis, Fred, and me. And welcome to another edition of Football Forecast Weekly. Hi, everyone. I'm Trip Mitchell, and I'm joined by our panel of experts, Dennis Tobler from Las Vegas, Nevada, who is uh, in front of all his posters for his documentary that uh, won a ton of awards. And then uh, Big Smile, $100 haircut, and Fred Wallen in L.A., who's in front of a poster from a radio station. And... Uh, Fred, uh, I'm very happy that the uh, you didn't get plucked away from us in free agency. I know a lot of coaches were being uh, snapped up in NCAA, and rumor had it that people were ready to sign you, but I'm glad you're back for another week. By the way, that radio station uh, was WBBL in Grand Rapids, Michigan. When you and I were working for the American Sports Radio Network, that was one of our major outlets, and uh, they actually, uh, in 1994, they actually flew my wife to be Sandy and myself back there in Grand to Grand Rapids, and uh, they uh, had us up for a week. They talk. We had the greatest time of our lives. It really did. So that's WBBL, and it said uh, all sports all night, whatever it was. And uh, uh, life was different uh, 20, uh, 27 years ago. I got to tell you. And we bragged about this, and we'll do it again, that one of our listeners at our affiliate in Cleveland was none other than the probably the GOAT coach of all time, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick called your show. He called my show. Uh, he took uh, all the, uh, you know, it, it was fu almost funny in that I didn't really go after him, but the, the uh, callers uh, definitely did in Cleveland, from Cleveland, and uh, he had the guts <laughs> to come on. And, of course, his life changed uh, when he moved to Boston and New England and and whatever. And uh, uh, we can talk about it as they play the Colts uh, this week. And by the way, uh, I looked something up on, on the web this week. Uh, he's 9-0 against the Colts since 2010. That's all I can tell you as we get going on Football Forecast Weekly. Okay. And Dennis, while Fred and I have been uh, reminiscing about our days at the American Sports Radio Network, what are your thoughts on this week that's crazy? Well, first thing, uh, COVID, uh, the new variant has overran everything. It may not be as deadly, but it's certainly making everyone test positive. All of the football, there's seven, at this time, there's seven NFL teams on COVID protocol, meaning they can only meet virtually all week for their games. Those numbers have taken a hit, obviously, on the line. 
The one thing I want to do, though, is I want to backtrack a little bit to uh, college football as we head into the bowl games and championship season here and tell everyone that we will have a special bowl game show that we'll be dropping on the 28th of December. So don't miss our special bowl game show. And before I get away from college, I have a question for Fred. Fred's actually the real star of this show. Fred, I know you get to vote for the uh, Heisman Trophy winner. Would you tell us who you voted for, please? Uh, I voted for the winner. <laughs> okay, good. I, I was just, I'm just very interested in that. And I also would like to know, do you get to vote on the AP top 25 teams? No, I, I, I voted for, for the winner. I didn't vote, uh, I, vo I voted uh, in, the, in the third slot for Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA because Anybody who can play for Chip Kelly deserves a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's so. I think it's so interesting. I think it's great that you get a vote in the situation. I, I, I wish all the voters were as well informed as you are. Well, Dennis but I have Fred, no trouble with who won the Heisman. I have no trouble with the Heisman winner. Okay, gentlemen, I've got a trivia question for you. What former Heisman finalist in the top five? is responsible for the Las Vegas Raiders becoming the Raiders. Who's the individual that made it happen, came up with the idea and walked it through? He was a running back. Uh, from USC? Nope, from Naval Academy. Napoleon McCallum. You got it. Napoleon was the guy who seven years ago flew up and talked to Mr. Davis said, this isn't the craziest thing in the world. Napoleon at the time worked for the Venetian. So he talked Sheldon Adelson into getting behind the project. And that's how they built that beautiful stadium, Allegiant Stadium. And he is the reason that the Raiders are in Las Vegas. So with that in mind, uh, let's get to the games. And speaking of the Raiders, we've got the Raiders at the Browns, opened uh, minus three now. Uh, point and a half. But Dennis, let's start with you on that. Game. Yeah, I think we're going to have to back up and cover these lines a little bit this week. There's seven, seven teams on COVID protocol and they've changed. Look, the look ahead line on this game was Cleveland minus five and a half. After the Sunday games, it opened on the streets here at minus six and a half. Cleveland minus six and a half. Okay, the line came, it, we found out that Baker Mayfield has COVID protocols, which does not mean he will not play this week because he could get two negative tests between now and Saturday and still be able to play this week. However, nobody thinks he's going to because the line dropped immediately from six and a half to three. Okay, now I, I'm looking at the computer right now, Trip. You want to know who's favored? The Las Vegas Raiders are now a one and a half point favorite over Cleveland. Oh, in the... How can the Raiders be favored over anyone? I have no idea. And I'm telling you right now, Case Keenum is as good as Baker Mayfield is. And I don't think the coach has much to do with it. He's going to coach virtually. So that line change and many of these line changes are astoundingly crazy. The bookmakers are nuts. There's too many bookmakers anymore vying for the dollar. That's why you get this. I'm going to explain some great opportunities here, but my machine's been going off the wall already. I mean, we took Cleveland at plus six and a half, and then when it got to three, we took the Vegas at plus three. Now it's Vegas minus one and a half, 
We got money on Cleveland minus six and a half. How big a middle do we have already before the game goes off? That's is what that, happens when you play the game the way I do. So, Dennis, is this the biggest variance you've seen in an NFL game? Pretty, pretty much. There were several six-point variants during early part of the year this year, and uh, some of those those positions did not cover. Those moves did not cover. This move will not cover. Cleveland will win this game with Case Keenum. I don't care who plays for the Las Vegas Raiders. They're without all of their stars, especially their cornerbacks. So Cleveland's going to win this game. Cleveland has to win this game to stay in the hunt for the playoffs. They must have this game. So they're going to take this game. And if I was everybody, watch the line. If the line is moved back to Cleveland favorite, don't be afraid of it. Take Cleveland. But right now, it's a gold mine. Jump on Cleveland plus the one and a half with all you got. Okay. And Fred, I'll see if uh, you have the same feeling that Dennis has. I, I can't disagree. Even before the COVID, you can't wager on uh, uh, the Raiders. The, you know, they had that one up week, but outside of that uh, disastrous end of the season, they'll be fortunate to win one more game. It won't be this Saturday. I, I will guarantee you that. But Dennis, I want to ask you a question. 37 players uh, were under the protocol last week. There's going to be more than that this week. What kind of odds could you get at some casino that we don't have a Super Bowl in 2022? Well, you could probably get a lot of odds because they've got this COVID second team behind the scenes always that they can bring them out of and and uh, place them on their team. So they're going to get the Super Bowl in one way or another. But I'm telling you this, the NHL, the NBA and all of them may not get their seasons in because they are dropping like flies. Utah in the pro basketball has canceled two games this week. There's many NHL teams that are in COVID protocol and they're canceling their games. I doubt they make it to the Stanley Cup. Uh, this COVID variant now that's came out is infecting people who have been, have been uh, uh, vaccinated even though it's just a, it makes them test positive, it doesn't make them sick. That's the way Baker Mayfield is. He doesn't feel anything. So it could be a false test, number one, or it could be that he has the Omicron. He's already been vaccinated and he'll be well and test negative in two days. All of these people that we hear about, we don't know whether they actually have COVID and are going to be out for 10 days, two weeks, or whether they just meet the COVID protocols and have to have two days of negative tests. Because if they have a bad test one day, two days later, they could test negative two days in a row and play. That's why we've been stuck hanging out on a limb most of the year because the COVID personnel hasn't been listed to play until Saturday afternoons or so. So as you've preached all year, Fred, don't make your bets till Sunday morning, but I don't think it'll impact the Super Bowl, but I do think it's going to impact sports and it impacts football starting this week. And by the way, uh, it just came down. We taped this show uh, midweek. Uh, Danny Ainge was just hired as the president of basketball operations for the Jazz. And maybe they want him to come out of retirement and do his reenactment of his full court drive against Notre Dame in the NCAA playoffs 30 <laughs> years ago. Boy, are we dating ourselves on that one? Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> hey how about uh, indianapolis new england fred had a great stat 
Dennis, what are your thoughts? Give us, Dennis, what's the number that you have? Uh, it's a crazy, here's another crazy one, guys. Uh, the look ahead line was New England minus one. And when it opened up on the market this week, Indianapolis was a two-point favorite. They went to two and a half. I see them laying out there two and a half minus juice now. So New England's won seven straight games, and they've covered seven straight games. Now they go on the road to play Indianapolis, and my God, the pros must think Indianapolis is good. Because if they're going to make an opposite favorite out of this game, I'm not sure. Um, I, I really can't make a selection on this game. If Indianapolis goes to three, I'd definitely take New England on this game. But the way the money has moved, who knows what's going on in New England? Uh, everybody is overrating Indianapolis right now. They had a couple of good games against a couple of poor teams. And we'll see whether Wentz has two sprained ankles and can pull it off or not. But uh, the line moved from 43 and a half to 46. So it looks like there's going to be a lot of scoring in this game. And it's an indoor stadium, so there could be. I'm going to have to pass on this game. Fred? The same thing, because of what I told you before about uh, Belichick 9-0 and since uh, 2010 against the Colts. The other side of this, though, is uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, the Patriots' defense against the rush is very good. In fact, uh, uh, if uh, they hold uh, the opponent under 125 yards in the ground, they're undefeated. Okay. Now, the question is, against the best running back in this league, can they accomplish that fact? I don't know. I agree with Dennis on passing. It's too close to call. I'll definitely watch the game because uh, it, it's up to Wentz. I mean, the, the bottom line is – Will the real Wentz, or what is the real Wentz? Who is the real Wentz? You never know from game to game. Uh, it's a, it, it's too tough to call, but I'll definitely watch it on Saturday. Okay, and let's go to a Sunday game, and Fred, we'll keep it right here with you. We've got the Washington football team at the Eagles, and this line started at four and a half. Now I've got it Philadelphia minus seven and uh, 44 <laughs> the total. See, they're so, making uh, Dennis, it very, why don't you give us the line that you've got? They're making it very, very difficult indeed because of the fact that Hertz is back. Uh, Heineke may not go for Washington. Um, Allen's not bad. Was Washington playing over its head two, three, four weeks ago? Who knows? Eagles, of course, up and down. It, it's, it's an impossible game. At four, I, at four, four and a half, I was all set to, to jump on the Eagles. At seven, it may be too close to call. Uh, maybe it'll hit five or six and you can middle it. I don't know. But uh, Dennis, what do you think? Well, <laughs> I have to laugh here because these guys are just making us a ton of money and I don't care. Uh, the, the look ahead line last week on the Eagles was the Eagles minus two and a half. Okay. And then we've had these other things occur. So when they opened up the line this week here, it was minus four. It's went from minus four to minus five to minus six and a half to now minus seven. So right now I'm pretty sure my computers have a couple grand on Philly minus four and a couple grand on Washington plus seven. And uh, we'll laugh our way all the way to the bank, no matter who wins. Okay. Now what kind of booking operation is this? I swear to God, the hedge fund betting in state to states is the future of sports betting. And next year, that's what we're going to do. OK, so in this particular game, what can you say? You take Philadelphia minus the four, you take Washington plus the seven and you can't lose anything but juice. 
Now, I know you people out there in the field who only have one bookmaker at your local bar don't get those kind of decisions. That's why we're here in business in Las Vegas at 1-888-604-6863. Give me a call and we can get you on this kind of stuff because this is just giving money away. There's no way we're going to lose anything but juice in this game. Again, yeah, and explain that just a little bit further for maybe some new viewers of the show, how that works. With that okay, when the, when, when the line came out at two and a half, we stake a position at Philadelphia minus two and a half. Okay, when it went to four, we knew that the line was going to go up. So we grabbed some more Philadelphia at minus four. Okay, then the Washington team goes into COVID protocols, meaning they can't practice all week. So the line jumped all the way to Philadelphia seven. So we've already been taking positions early in the week. When this line hit seven this morning, I'm pretty sure our computers got several thousand both ways at many numbers and probably with no juice on some of those games. Now that's probably a little bit too, too rich for everybody who's just simplicity wants to know how this works. The fact is if you bet Philadelphia minus four and you bet Washington plus seven, you've got four, five, six, and seven. If the game lands on that, you don't lose any money. You win double money. So that's is, how it works. And that, uh, for those of you at home who aren't math majors, that's good. How about yeah. that? How about that? We're going to take a short break. We're going to thank my bookie for being one of the sponsors of the show. We'll be right back. You're watching Football Forecast Weekly. Get the latest breaking news in the sports betting world. MyBookie monitors and releases information pertaining to online sports books and professional football. The good as well as the bad. And welcome back to Football Forecast Weekly. Trip Mitchell, Dennis Tobler, Fred Wallen. And Fred, of all the movies that I've done, which would you say is the best? <laughs> that you've done or Dennis has done? That I've done and Dennis. Well, you hosted the, the documentary, uh, Now Place Your Bets, and uh, Dennis sent that to me about three, four years ago when it first came out. And I, look at I love anything wagering, anything numbers and mafia. How can you not love something like this? He interviewed the whole world. They called him uh, Dennis Capone at that point, I guess. So, uh, <laughs> folks, if you get if you get a shot, uh, take a look at uh, uh, Now Place Your Bets, and uh, it's won all kinds of uh, – uh, contest as far as uh, the best in this field or the best in that field rated in the top five in a lot of different areas. So uh, uh, Dennis uh, put a lot of work into it and, and, and perhaps you'll be seeing part of it uh, soon in uh, the D, B and A uh, television network. Who knows? Dennis, is that a possibility? Could be. And thank you very much for the plug, Fred. Much better than I can do. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I've told this story before, final time, but sitting next to Frank Collada at the premiere, realizing that there is still a contract out on his life and he passed away subsequent. But, uh, you know, there are not too many mobsters who ratted out the mob that you sit next to at a theater. I developed some gastrointestinal problems and got up very quickly and went to the bathroom, just in case. That would have, you know, Dennis, it would have been good for the movie to have a hit stop, a hit go on with one of the stars of the movie. It would have been a lot of publicity. You should have seen how we had to move around town to get the interviews. 
because I was just as scared as you were. I didn't want to get plinked off with uh, uh, Frank Collada. So when I was interviewing Frank, we were very careful. And I must say that we have a ton of interview footage of him. Hopefully we can turn that into a video someday. So any of you who watched the movie Casino, one arguably one of the greatest movies of all time with Martin Scorsese, Frank Collada's character is very prominent working with Joe Pesci's character in that movie and and it was a big part of it and and uh, it was a very fun documentary let's get back to football buffalo bills carolina panthers this game is up in uh, beautiful orchard park new york uh, the garden spot of upper new york state weather wise uh started out bills minus 10 and a half and shockingly enough that's where it's at right now at least that's my number dennis what do you have well, it's moved around. It went from nine and a half uh, open to 11 after Buffalo lost. Everybody thinks Buffalo is going to come back. Uh, Cam Newton played horribly. I think Carolina just might be done. The worst thing in the world is to bring a back, bring back a quarterback like Cam Newton, who only plays for himself and not for the team. He didn't do anything for that team. And uh, McCaffrey's out the rest of the year. Their defense sucks now for some reason. Buffalo has to win. They have to win. If they don't win this game, you can th throw all of the cards out the window because they've got no home field advantages, no nothing coming down the road. Uh, the line over nine and a half went to 11. It's back to 10 and a half now. So uh, people are thinking of weather. And also I heard uh, uh, Josh Allen on TV this morning saying he will play. His ankle is not sore enough where he will not play. So I look for that line to go from 10 and a half up, and I'm going to lay the points here. I think this is another one of them 40 to 10 games. Okay, and I know, Fred, you will not because it's double digit, but let's hear it from you. Well, again, I just had this rule. You're going to lose two out of three times if you give double digits in the National Football League. But this is a situation where, well, I, I, I got to figure out, uh, like Aaron Rodgers, uh, is uh, Josh Allen's uh, foot, ankle immunized? Uh, that, that's a key, of course, <laughs> to me in this uh, circumstance. Uh, Buffalo's going to win, uh, folks. Uh, and, but again, if the snow comes down hard, and Dennis could be right, if, if the snow's not there, okay, it could be 40-10. But if it comes down hard, it could be 17-6, to 17-9, something like that also. Buffalo's going to win. But as far as uh, giving 10 and a half points, no, certainly not in this circumstance. Okay, Fred, Jets at the Dolphins. Right now, I've, I, it opened eight and a half. I've got the fish minus 10. Um, Jets getting 10, 42 the total. Fred? This week is, in my mind right now, like the toughest week of the 15 so far. Uh, really difficult. Miami will win. Uh, you know I'm not a big Tua guy. But against the Jets, he'll find a way, uh, and they're going to win the game. So you want to give uh, uh, the money line to take uh, Miami. But, uh, again, 10 points could be heavy. Who knows? But Miami will win the game. That that I will guarantee. Okay, and Dennis? Well, I, I took a look at it. I think I chalked them off. I believe by game time there might be as many as six or seven games with double-digit favorites this wow. week. Okay, so that tells you the dilemma that we're in as betters. The only thing to do is to take these middles. I mean, if, if you see these teams and you like them, bet them. 
If they go up, bet the other side. You're not going to lose anything on it. Uh, Miami's going to run away with this game. The Jets are horrible. They don't have a quarterback. Uh, the totals dropped from 44 and a half to 42. I would pay attention to that, people, because the Jets can't score. Now, Miami, I'm not as impressed with Tua either, and, and they can score, but they may only get 24 on the board in this one. I'm going to lay the points on this one. Simply put, the Jets are zero. Okay. And let's take a look. Cowboys at the Giants. Right now, the Giants uh, – I show 10 and a half with a 44 and a hook total. Dennis, what do you show? Yes, I see. That's what I see mostly is 10 and a half now. And uh, 44 and a half, 45 is the total. The Giants are at home, and I don't know how they're not 20 point underdogs. Uh, <laughs> Dak Prescott, last week, by the way, I was correct. Dak Prescott played like crap, but they still won. Did they win? They won. Anyway, he didn't play very well, and he's not playing very well. The Giants, on the other hand, have nothing. If you watch Glennon quarterback that team last week against San Diego, you would have got the laugh of a lifetime when he ran it in for a touchdown. I think San Diego, or I mean the Chargers, just let him do it for kicks. Uh, that particular game was a blowout, and uh, the Giants were nowhere close ever, but at the end of the game, they scored two late touchdowns to make it tighter than it was. And I don't know what's going to happen here. The weather is another indicator here. Dallas don't like to play in the cold weather. But I'll tell you this, they can't stop Dallas. If Dak does nothing but hand the ball off, they're going to run and win and cover the 10-point spread. I, I'm going to take Fred's motto on this one. 10 on the road in this game is too much, but I would not put a cent on the Giants. And Fred? Well, uh, again, as Dennis indicated, uh, Dallas should win, 10's too many. Uh, we're not sure about Pollard, uh, and Elliott's not the same. So if uh, Zach's going to just be handing off, uh, uh, they may not gain as many yards on the ground as uh, you presume going into the circumstances. They've got the wide receivers, there's no question. Zach, Dak eventually is going to uh, show up. I don't think there's any question. I don't think you're going to go to Cooper Rush. Although some fans apparently have uh, been writing Jerry Jones, please switch quarterbacks. That's not going to happen. Rush is probably making $3 million a year, and, uh, and Prescott's making 30 or $40 million a year. So Jones is not going to do that. Prescott's making $75 million a year. He's making seventy five this year? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's not going to go to Cooper Rush for two or three mil against the guy making 75. Jerry Jones is all money, but uh, the Cowboys will win. Folks, uh, it's another game that is just out of place here because uh, too many double-digit favorites uh, for Fred and I guess for Dennis, too. Okay, let's go to Titans at the Steelers. Right now, uh, look like the Steelers, wow, uh, plus a point and a half and 42 the total. Fred, we'll stay here with you first, then we'll go to Dennis. Okay, you know, Dennis used the word morale last week on this show, and uh, I think morale for the Titans might be up, hearing that Henry might be back right before the playoffs. If that Best is running true, back in football. Yep. If that, if that is true, they got something to play for. Without him, they got no shot in the playoffs, obviously. But again, the Steelers have shown me nothing. Big Ben's already indicated this is probably going to be it as uh, – we all know it should be uh, his last year. He's had a great career, but it's time to, uh, to, uh, to forget the whole thing. And uh, 
So I'm going to go with the Titans on a hunch that uh, the Steelers at this point of the season aren't going to get anything done. And the Titans have something to play for in the back of their minds that if we get to the playoffs, uh, Henry's going to play. And again, uh, you can argue who's better, Henry or Jonathan Taylor, but Henry's awfully good. So I'm going to go with the Titans in this one. Dennis? Yeah, well, I am too. Uh, one and a half was a line that Tripp quoted out there. I've seen one and a halfs and twos. I'll take the Tennessee Titans at one and a half or two. Uh, Pittsburgh does not start the games well. They fall behind in every game they're in, and then they get into a passing game. I guess Ben can only really throw the ball half the game. <laughs> but, they came, you know, they've came back from a lot of, uh, of circumstances and won. I don't think they have a chance at the playoffs this year. The Titans most definitely do. This is a very important game for the Titans. And one and a half is a small number to lay on the road. And yes, th their morale should come back. And their quarterback's playing as good as Ben plays most of the time. So I'm going to ride with Tennessee on the road and lay the one and a half too. Okay. And let's talk about the, the Texans playing at the Jaguars. Um, this is not exactly a preview of the Super Bowl, gentlemen. Uh, I've got Jacksonville minus three, three and a half, and uh, the total 39 and a half. Fred, since you're on screen, let's go to you first. Well, you know, if Urban Myers wants to uh, retire, this would be the way to do it. Uh, who's in this circumstance? I don't know. As you indicated, two of the three or four worst teams in the National Football League. Nobody's going to be watching it, uh, uh, except uh, Urban's wife, uh, perhaps, uh, might be watching it. And that's 50-50. Um, both teams stink. <laughs> Although, I I'll tell you something crazy. What kind of odds could you have gotten last week on David Mills uh, playing for Houston, throwing for like 330-something yards? I saw him at Stanford. I thought he was a very average Stanford uh, college quarterback. Throws for, and again, they lose by a couple of touchdowns. But the point is, Still, he's, he's going to have something to remember all his life. He'll never do it again. I mean, he, he, the odds of him doing it too many times in his career, very slim. Bet the under, I presume here, because uh, two very bad teams. Dennis, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. The unders dropped from 43 to 39 and a half in this game, and we know the weather in Jacksonville will probably be okay. Uh, look, uh, last week uh, the Houston coach uh, benched Tyrod Taylor uh, for the other quarterback. What was his name, Fred? David Mills. Mills. For Mills. And Mills threw for 300 and some yards and brought him back, brought Houston back in that game and scared the hell out of the team they were playing. So I'm going to, you know, Jacksonville hasn't done anything. Lawrence had four interceptions last week. You know, I don't see them making any progress forward. I thought I was. The line started three and a half, then three and a half juice. Now it's up to Jacksonville four. I don't know why, because Mills played a hell of a game last week. I think he's going to be the starter for Houston the rest of the way out. And I wouldn't doubt if Houston wins this game, I'm going to take the plus three and a half or four and the under, and I'm going to parlay that into some big money. Hey, <laughs> and we're going to one more uh, game to handicap before we go to our break, but this is a, a Cardinals team that needs a win and they're uh, minus 13 on the road at Detroit. That's a big number on the road. Fred. Well, again, the Cardinals have to win. They lose to the Rams. Uh, 
and of course they'd beaten the Rams uh, in Southern California and they lose at home. The Cardinals much better on the road for some unapparent reason. I have no possible reason for something like that occurring. Uh, but the interesting thing for the Cardinals last week is that AJ Green got into the game, meaning he caught, I don't know, six or seven passes because I play fantasy. So, I mean, I play him, I played him most of the season. I played him here. So uh, that might be a, another key. The question though, just heard Hopkins may be out for uh, Arizona. Uh, you know, he's a major, major loss. I mean, knows there's no question about that. Again, folks, you got to wait to the last minute, uh, forgetting even the COVID with all these injuries. Is Hopkins going to play? If Hopkins plays, they're going to score another touchdown or two. If he doesn't, uh, perhaps they won't. Dennis, uh, you have any thoughts about Hopkins, yay or nay? What have you heard? Uh, it's, it's the same thing with everybody at this time in the week. They, they're in limbo. Half these guys are going to be cleared to play by Saturday, which is late for a lot of people, especially if you're taking positions early. Um, Arizona, I kind of disagree with you guys. I don't think they have to win. They've already got the tiebreaker. They're so far ahead in the division. Um, they will beat Detroit, but they, did, they didn't have to win against the Rams. And I had Rams on the money line, whereas all the pros here in town took Arizona last weekend. Um, I don't think they need to win in this game. And uh, I think they're going to take it easy with Murray a little bit. However, Detroit's done. Detroit has nothing. Uh, um, hey, Dennis, I take exception with that. They are the best one win and one tie team in the NFL. No question. Yeah, they got their win. Thank God for that. But Jacksonville has two. So anyway, Detroit, I think Arizona can score at will. Uh, you know, this is an indoor game again, and I do think it, I do think Arizona will score at will. Detroit cannot play catch up here. Arizona is truly a good team. I'm going to lay the 13 and a half people, but I wouldn't bet very much on that. Okay, and Fred, we know you're not going to lay 13 and a half. No, as indicated, Arizona is going to win. Uh, how many points they score may depend if Hopkins plays or not. And we don't know at this point if he will play. Uh, again, they've got a lot of ways to score. Ertz, of course, uh, you can. I, I just have a hunch he'll score a couple of touchdowns. I don't know why, because I do play fantasy, but I think he might score a touchdown or two from the tight end position. And uh, he's made a difference as far as the Arizona club is concerned. Eagles thought they had a – Eagles have Goddard, so they don't really need Ertz, I guess. But Ertz was a fine uh, receiver at Stanford, has been a fine receiver in the NFL. He's made a difference. I'll tell you who shocked me with Arizona. James Conner. Okay. This kid battled cancer. And when he played in the NFL for Pittsburgh, he was mediocre at best. Well, they've discovered that he can catch a pass. I don't know how many passes he caught last week. He caught, I think, seven, eight, or nine passes uh, from Murray. Dennis said, did you know that uh, – uh, running back James Conner could uh, uh, be such a receiver as he's proven the last few weeks in the NFL? No, I didn't. And he's a great asset for them, too. And he surprised me with those catches down close to the goal line in the middle of the field. Uh, and I think it surprised the other team, too. So, yeah, I think uh, everything's going in Arizona's favor. Uh, right now, Arizona's only the fifth or sixth favorite to win the Super Bowl at plus 900. Seems to me that's pretty good buy at this point. 
Well, you know, it's interesting, Dennis, you just made a point about running backs running over the middle to catch balls. Typically, a running back is out in the flat. He's a dump off receiver. I don't remember running backs doing down and ins and, and slants like that. That's an interesting, you know, we, despite some crazy things this season, we've seen some innovation in offense in the NFL, and that's fun to see. Yeah, we have. We have. And, and the defense, people overlooks the defense. But the reason all these quarterbacks like uh, Lamar Jackson and uh, Mayfield and all of them don't meet up to the criteria they're supposed to is because they played a couple of years. And now the defensive coordinators know how to stop them. I've said it over and over and over. That's how I've made my money over the years. I can see ahead a couple of years. I can see their faults. I can see where the coaches don't catch up. And believe me, Coaches are not as smart as gamblers. It takes them a lot longer to catch on to what they need to do. Okay. On that uh, intellectual note, we'll take a break. You're watching Football Forecast Weekly. We'll be right back. This is a review of Dennis Tobler's Now Place Your Bets by Canada Real Casino Online Service. Now Place Your Bets is a must-watch documentary for anyone interested in the world of casino and online sports betting. It is a chronicle of the dramatic rise in popularity of sports betting in the cities of Las Vegas and Atlantic City. It has now become a multi-billion dollar industry worldwide. And welcome back to Football Forecast Weekly. I'm Trip Mitchell and I get to be joined each week by Dennis Tobler and Fred Wallen. And it's the funnest hour of my week, I'll guarantee you. And I want to thank Lee Spencer. He is the one who puts this uh, together. I, you know, I wonder if Lee is going to put this on his IMDb page, or maybe he's going to leave this one off. Who knows? He should. Let's, he should. let's take a look at uh, Falcons at the 49ers. Uh, Falcons horrible this year. Uh, San Francisco minus nine, 44 and a hook the total. Dennis. Well, they came away with a road win last week, scoring 29 points. I don't know how that ever happened. It was a fluke, I think. San Francisco opened as a look ahead line at seven and a half. They went to eight and a half when the line came out early this week. They're now at nine and a half. Atlanta is one of these teams in COVID protocol. Uh, I, I took San Francisco last week. It was the defining play in the contest. And San Francisco would have beat uh, uh, who did they play San Francisco last week? Right that tight game they were on the road they were a slight one and a half point favorite uh, I can't remember exactly who they played but my point is the opposing team got down to the oh Cincinnati Burroughs got down they, uh, San Francisco was way ahead I think 23 to 6 or something like this and, and five minutes left the game Burroughs is on the 20 yard line fourth down and goal he runs back to the 40 yard line and he throws the ball up in the air in a Hail Mary, and they caught the pass in the end zone for a touchdown. So that brings the score to 23 to 13 or 20 to 13 right there. And what happens after that is everybody's, everybody knows San Francisco gets the ball and just runs it down the field and wins the game. Okay, San Francisco is good. They have a good defense. They have a good offense. They have a good coach. And they're going to destroy Atlanta this week. Nine and a half is not near enough. This game will be 10 or more by game time. I'd lay it. It's another 40 to 10 game. Hey, and Fred. 
Garoppolo's played better than I thought he would this year, to tell you the truth. And uh, uh, you don't hear the name uh, Trey Lance so much uh, a- a- anymore because of the way Garoppolo has played. Also, we'll find out if Mitchell comes back this week, fine running back. So they win last week without him, and uh, they'll win this week uh, maybe with him. Uh, he adds to that offense. And again, Samuel, that was the thing we talked about last week, why the line moved. Somebody knew that uh, uh, Samuel's going to play, and he played very well. He carried the ball eight or nine times, plus catching the passes. He's their best all-around player. He's back. So, uh, again, I think the 49ers will win, and uh, hopefully it doesn't go to double digits, so I actually can lay a few <laughs> bucks on San Francisco. Bet okay. it now. Okay. <laughs> and next game, Denver-Cincinnati. Uh, this game is up at the Mile High City. And the Broncos, uh, boy, this is interesting. It started at a point and a half. Now the Broncos minus two and a half and uh, 44 the total. Dennis, what do you show? Well, you know, uh, this is very interesting here. Cincinnati, the look ahead line, they always put out a look ahead line a week ahead of time. The look ahead line on this game was Cincinnati three and 44. Okay. And then when the, when after Cincinnati, they think they about blew the game last week, but they didn't. Well, what am I trying to say here? Let me start over. Cincinnati came back in a fluke situation, and everybody thought Cincinnati might have something worthwhile to play for in this one. The fact of the matter is, when the line opened here, it opened at Denver one and a half. It's now Denver two and a half. Denver played very well at home last week. Of course, they played nobody. Okay. Uh, I think Denver needs to win this game. They're definitely in the hunt. Cincinnati is overrated with Burroughs. And that play, there was one play with five minutes left in the game that swung the point spread, swung the tide, swung the press, swung everything over. You don't want to give Cincinnati any credit. They're not that good. I've been saying it all year. They're not that good. And they won't make the playoff, Cincinnati. So I'm going to take Denver here. I'll lay up to a field goal. Okay, Fred? Totally disagree. Uh, I think Cincinnati, I think Burrell's going to have a big day. I think Burrell's will throw for three or four touchdowns. Uh, you put Burrell on one side, Bridgewater on the other, and there's no contest. Um, I just have this hunch that uh, uh, the Bengals uh, will dominate in this one. And uh, Denver has had its moments this year, but it's not going to be this weekend, I guarantee you. Take the, wow. take the, bang- take the Bengals. That scares me. Okay, and let's uh, take a game that uh, Dennis, I know you're interested in. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers at the Ravens. The right now, uh, Baltimore getting it started at four and a half, and they're getting five and a half with a total of forty-three and a hook. Well, let's dig, let's dig a little deeper into this one. The look-ahead line was Green Bay minus two. Okay, and then uh, Lamar gets hurt in the last game. So that line came out as minus seven. Green Bay minus seven was the opening number here in Vegas this week. That's been bet down to five at the current time because Lamar's probably going to play. Now, whether Lamar plays or not, I don't think it makes any difference because Case Keenum is just as good as he is, especially this year. So, you know, that, that doesn't make any difference to me. I'm going to take Baltimore. I don't care about COVID toes Rogers running around back there. Baltimore has a defense, you know, and, and Rogers, I swear to God, he's just pimping everybody this week on that 
stupid podcast that sold for $10 million worth of advertising to DraftKings had Rogers on and Rogers says, well, I don't know. They ask him, uh, do you see yourself playing for Green Bay or do you like playing for Green Bay now again? Because everybody's got a chip on their shoulder and they're playing hard. And what did Rogers say? Rogers didn't say anything about like to play for Green Bay. He says, I just like to play the game. So that it left everybody out in limbo here. And we're talking about morale and everything else. I'll tell you what, if Rogers was on my team and I was the center, I'd turn around and slap him right in the mouth, tell him to keep it shut. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to bet on the Green Bay Packers in this matchup. They're five-point road favorites at this point. It'll probably go down if they decide Lamar's going to play. I don't care. I'm going to take Baltimore on the money line here. They're going to beat Green Bay straight up. And Fred? What do you guys think of Chris Collinsworth last week uh, on the Sunday night game saying that uh, Aaron Rodgers has been totally honest about his immunization? Uh, Dennis, you have any comments about how many no, times man. Chris I threw was my arms hand? up in the air and I thought to myself, the whole world's full of it. The whole world's full of it. You see whatever you want to see, you say whatever you want to say, and then somebody can say something different. And yeah, that's what you said. Yeah, I thought that was idiotic. And I and they just kept saying it too. They went from one guy to the other guy about how honest he was about being an idiot. Well, you can be honest about being an idiot. That still doesn't mean you're not an idiot. <laughs> hey, let, let, let me add this. Uh, you know, we've missed Michelle Tafoya the last uh, three weeks. Uh, she went on The View and said COVID was just like the flu. Next thing you know, she's not on NBC on Sunday nights. Al last week didn't even say replacing Tafoya this week. He didn't even mention her name. Something's going on there. Not that it matters. I mean, bottom line is, uh, you know, uh, the, the person on the field gets, what, uh, two minutes and a three-hour game. Uh, of airtime. But the point is still, it's interesting. Collinsworth says uh, Rogers is the most honest. He's been totally honest. She goes on the view. She's no longer on the show. I don't know if she's going to be on this Sunday, but she hasn't been so far. Rumors have it. She's jumping to another network next year. Dennis, you're going to miss another person on the sidelines. Do we need another person on the sidelines? I don't miss any woman ever. <laughs> I knew that, that was coming. I knew that was coming. You have not, you have not said anything about female officials this week, Dennis. I was waiting for it, but Michelle Tafoya got uh, got the blowback on that one. Whoever she is. <laughs> okay, we're gonna go. Well, anyway, uh, uh, getting back to football for a second, Fred. Do you have any thoughts on the Baltimore Green Bay game? With all that's been said, I still like Green Bay. Okay. Rogers, Sounds- Rogers immunized or not, is still a top-notch quarterback. And, and again, he, to my you know, I dislike what he did this year. I, I, it's funny. I did see the first State Farm commercials five weeks after this all came out. They had a couple in rotation on Sunday, but the guy has got the best arm in football. If you need a pass to go into a window that is six inches wide, he can get it in there. And, you know, without getting intellectual here, the physics of throwing a football and getting it into a three-dimensional hole where someone can catch it, he is, to my mind, a better pure thrower than Brady, even though Brady's the greatest of all time. Rodgers puts a ball on a dime. 
Right now, the power ratings have the Packers one, the Bucks two, the Patriots three. So just uh, saying that uh, from that aspect, uh, I think Rodgers will find a way. And also, uh, I'm not going to forget that two weeks ago, John Harbaugh went for the win, giving himself a major disadvantage rather than going into overtime against the Steelers. They go into overtime. You've got Justin Tucker. You might win. Dennis used the word morale last week and again this week. But the point is, I'm not sure about the morale in that club. Lamar Jackson or no Lamar Jackson. I'm going with the Packers. And yeah, I've got to separate, folks. you got to separate. You may dislike Aaron Rodgers like I do uh, intensely right about now. But uh, I think you got to separate the two. As, uh, as Tripp just indicated, uh, he's got the best arm in the world. And uh, he'll find a way. And they've got a, a ton of receivers. And Aaron Jones is back. Dylan's fine, too. So uh, I think the Packers will cover the spread against the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, and let's go to the next game, the Rams versus the Seahawks. This game in uh, L.A., and right now I've got the Rams minus four and a half and a 40, uh, 44 and a half total. Fred? Wilson played well last week. Rams, the last time we checked, which is like 10 minutes ago before the show started, nine guys on COVID protocol. That's um, <laughs> a major uh, – I'm, I'm taking Seattle, uh, but uh, – Dennis, it opened higher than that, did it not? I mean, yeah, I, I, the game opened at the Rams minus seven. Yeah. And it's down to four and a half now, all because of the COVID protocols. I, it's, you know, again, I, I, I wish I'd gotten in at the seven. I didn't. Uh, that was a mistake on my part. I, I think Seattle plays one close. I just have a hunch that Wilson's back and they've got to win out, uh, end up nine and eight to have any shot at the playoffs. They cannot afford a loss. They lost a month of Wilson's finger being hurt. Uh, and then, of course, he played three games back to back to back very poorly. Played well last week. He may be back. Metcalf only calling four passes last week. He may catch seven or eight this week. Uh, I, I think Seattle will play this one close. The Rams cannot be as high as they were last uh, Monday against uh, Arizona. I mean, it's impossible. They were sky high for that one, even with uh, Ramsey out. So uh, I, I think Seattle will play this one down to the wire. And I think a lot of points will be scored here. So, Dennis, what's the total? Well, the total dropped from 48 to 45 on this game. And uh, the line from seven to four and a half is what I'm looking at now on the Rams. Beckham's now out, too, for the Rams at, under the protocol. Yeah, you, you've got a shot to play. So you got to wager late on this one, folks, because the Beckham, Beckham found his way last week. So now if he can play, that makes a, a major difference for Stafford. They've already lost Woods. Uh, and Beckham sort of replaced him. But if he doesn't play, it's a different circumstance. But I, I, I still think Seattle's going to play this one close. I wish I had gotten in at seven, four and a half, but certainly not the same. We'll see what happens. Should be a game to watch. Okay, and Fred, we're going to keep it right here. Wait a, a minute. That... I didn't say. Oh, I didn't get a chance to say anything. Well, okay. Dennis, I'm going to say this. I get to disagree with Fred. I haven't been able to yet. Okay. I disagree with Fred here. I don't think Seattle stands a chance in anything of beating the LA Rams in LA. I think the Rams at four and a half are a huge bargain because I think they can control the ball. And I have yet to see Seattle go on the road back to back and do anything good. And the Rams need to win the game just as bad as Seattle needs to win the game. So I'm going to take the Rams and lay the four and a half. There you go. Okay. okay. And uh, we one thing that we've had all season, Dennis, is 
Fred is clearly a Wilson fan, and I think he uh, uh, that affects his his judgment on Seattle. But you know, who's to say? Now let's well, go. To every, I mean, he, that's about all they have. Seattle is Wilson, so uh, you know he's a great quarterback. If he had a team surrounding him like the Rams have, or like the San Francisco has, or like Tampa Bay has, or like even teams like Buffalo, even if they had that surrounding him then they might be a Super Bowl-bound team. Okay. And let's take a look at a game that in, in a, a year ago would have been a good game with Drew Brees at quarterback. Not so much. We've got Tampa Bay uh, hosting the Saints, and I've got a minus 11 and a 46-and-a-half total. Dennis? Well, I think uh... – not sure if both of these teams are in COVID protocols right now or not. The reason the line dropped from 11 and a half on Tampa Bay to 10 and a half is because I know Tampa Bay is in COVID protocol. So I don't know which players have it, which coaches have it or anything at this point in the week. The total is down from 48 to 46 and a half. Uh, New Orleans played a much better game last week. Uh, the Taysen guy quarterback is getting a little bit more familiar with with playing, but you got to remember they played the Jets. So they didn't play anybody. So in this matchup here, Tampa Bay is going to kill them. I tell you what, Brady's the best quarterback that's ever played the game. Uh, if you watch some of the replays last week, he's looking left and he throws the ball right. Now the whole defense is on the left side of the field. And there's one guy on the right side. He continues to do that and continues to do that and continues to do that. Um, I don't see any way of stopping Tampa Bay at this point. Tampa Bay is the second choice for the Super Bowl championship right now, and they're plus 700. The leading candidate to win the Super Bowl is Kansas City, and they're plus 600. So six to one, seven to one is who we're looking at in the Super Bowl right now. I'd say that's the biggest toss-up there's been with only a few weeks left in the season in, in quite a long time. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to take Tampa Bay. I'll lay the double digits on Tampa Bay. I think New Orleans is going to be overrun. Tampa's defense is overlooked, too, by the way. You know, I mean, they just seem to have it all. Once they got Gronk back, there's no stopping Tampa Bay. Fred? I, I think the Saints will score a couple of touchdowns here. Um, I, I would just go the over. I would just go the over based on uh, I think both teams can score. I don't think there's any question about that. Brady's Brady. And uh, Taysom Hill is a major uh, uh, positive uh, for this club. I mean, I didn't know why he didn't start the season, to tell you the truth. But he had an injury. But I'm just saying that their mind was made up on Winston. I, I think Taysom Hill is a better quarterback. Uh, um, I just I saw him at BYU. You saw him at BYU. I, I, I think Taysom Hill can be a top-notch quarterback. Of course, he started at an uh, – more elderly age in the National Football League. He's still 31 now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But he's, if, when you're on a mission for a couple of years, there's, you don't get hit much on a Mormon mission. <laughs> well, it depends well, on in Chicago, you might. But he's going <laughs> to get hit in this game, but I, I do think he'll score enough to put this game over. Uh, so I'm like the, the total over in this uh, battle. Okay. And Fred, we'll keep it for a Monday night game. Chicago versus Minnesota. Chicago plus three and a half. Uh, the game is indoors up in Minnesota. Uh, your thoughts? Oh, by the way, no, the no. total of 44. No, no, Trip. 
I think the game's on Sunday and the game's in Chicago. Okay, I had, uh, then my mistake is I show on the line I have a Monday, December 20th. No, no, we don't, there's no NFL games on the 20th. They start the bowl season. So okay. there's two, there's two uh, Sunday night games this week. Uh, New okay. Orleans, Tampa Bay, and Minnesota at Chicago. Well, thanks for clarifying that. So uh, I'll keep it with you then, Dennis. Uh, Minnesota opened at three or four, down to three and a half. Chicago, um, I, I'll still say this. If, if Andy Dalton gets in the game, I think Chicago can win the game because they just can't keep playing that rookie with no coach and no offensive coordinator and expecting him to do it all with his feet and his arm. Um, Andy Dalton played a good game that game uh, when he got to start. The two interceptions ran back for touchdowns were the fault of the receivers. They hit a ball, the ball hit him right in the hands. Well, it was Andy Dalton that suffered the, the critique for that. Um, Minnesota, they can score some points, and Chicago will probably present a tough defense. It's going to be who knows how cold on Sunday night in Chicago and how windy it will be. Uh, I don't really know what to do with this game. I'm going to let the line move a little bit more, check the weather situation at the end of the week. 44 seems like a high total to me. If anything, at this point, I would take the under on this game. But I'm not about to take the home team Bears and only let only get three and a half points. That's not enough. Minnesota's a better team than that. Chicago has nothing to play for. I'll say it once again, Chicago's coach should be fired. Well, I think most people agree with that. And uh, uh, the Monday massacre will uh, probably be in effect in the Windy City. And Fred, what do you have? I think uh, Minnesota has, has something to play for. They still have a shot. Chicago, of course, was, was shot earlier this season. Uh, Nagy's gone. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, I think Minnesota will win, and I think they'll cover. I, I don't see them not covering in their circumstance, even though their quarterback, her Cousins, is not immunized. But at least he told us he wasn't immunized. So he's the most honest guy out there, not Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Yeah, well, I have a comment. I want to make a comment on this stuff too. This new variant that's going around with COVID is really going to shut down some of these leagues. And we're going to be lucky to get through football this year. But college basketball and the NBA and the NHL are going to be in for a mess. And it's already starting on the East Coast where the weather is a little colder. And even though the variant isn't as strong as the one that's killed everybody recently, once you test positive, it throws everything into a kilter. So I have to say this. I don't know how long we have to put up with people who do not want to get vaccines. How long do we have to put up with them before they're chastised? As long as this variant, as long as this disease, COVID-19, keeps changing because people will not immunize themselves from the disease, we're never going to get out of this. We're never going to get out of this. So whenever you see all these people who are naysayers and anti-vaxxers and anti-mandate people. You can look at those people and they are the ones that are causing the economy to slow down, the kids not be in school, everything. It's all because people won't go out and get vaccinated. And that it has to come to an end. We either make these people get vaccinated or make them stay home. That's it. There can't be any middle ground anymore. We're three years into this thing. 
And we had to have the worst president in the entire world at the beginning. So it's going to take a little while, more than nine months for Joe Biden to pull us out of this wreck. And if if these people don't start getting immunized, they're going to die anyway. So I guess it, it doesn't matter. It's evolution at its best at this point, because in Pennsylvania, the hospitals are overrun. And in every one of those eastern states, they say 100 percent of the deaths come from unvaccinated people. I don't know what kind of odds you people are looking at out there, but when you're 100% of the people aren't dying from it because they're vaccinated, maybe you ought to get vaccinated. And I'm saying that because I lost 10 people who were important in my life last year, and some of them didn't want to do it, and they're dead. So think about that, everyone. Get the vaccination. We'll be back again next week with more Football Forecast Weekly, and I'm looking forward to our bowl game show coming up in two weeks. Okay, and Fred, anything you want to add? Well, the truest thing he said was the worst president uh, in the history of mankind, uh, uh, the predecessor here in, in the District of Columbia, who basically has a group of people who continue to follow the idiot down the drain, as I call him, Don J. Lysol Dreck. And folks, look up the word Dreck in your Italian dictionary. You'll, you'll find out what I think about Don Dreck. Uh, he, he's killed people. He's murdered people because in some ways, he, you know, one thing he's got going for himself, he can hypnotize people. And this is a stupid nation. And uh, he can fool the stupid people, even though he's as dumb as they come. Uh, love to see his taxes. I think we're going to get to see those very soon. I know this is a sports show. I know this is a football show. But Dennis made a very valid point. We're not going to have our sports because of this guy. They're, it'd be fortunate two years ago we lost college basketball the tournament. We're liable to lose it again this year. I don't know if we'll get to the bowl games, to tell you the truth. I mean, it could be that bad that soon. 37 players in the NFL were under the protocol last Sunday. I guess 50 to 75 to 100 will be under the protocol this weekend. De Dennis, Tripp, we're well, here, here is the ultimate irony. This disease started in Wuhan, China. China is the host of the Winter Olympics this February. And just while we were doing the show, uh, there now is a question whether the NHL is going to send their players over. Uh, and China could get, I mean, this literally this new variant could cause the Winter Olympics to be a disaster. And that will be very, very interested. Uh, that China is between the Summer Olympics a number of years ago and the Winter Olympics billions and billions and billions of dollars spent and wouldn't the irony of another variant of the delta uh covid 19 causing the olympics to be either canceled or postponed so things are very very fluid yeah that's the point they're fluid and if people don't start getting the vaccinations in this country we're going to be right back where we were two years ago and then we will have a war Okay, well, on that positive note, I want to thank <laughs> Lee Spencer for uh, putting this together. Again, Lee, uh, I'll show you how to put this on your IMDb page. Uh, you'll be very proud of it. But Fred, great job as always. Dennis, a lot of fun. And we'll look forward to two shows next week. Twice okay. the fun for the price of one. That's a deal. Thanks for watching, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Football Forecast Weekly an affiliate of TSI Network.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.